Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Onletica LinkedIn Live series. Now, I'm delighted to be joined by Tom Simpson, who's uh, a customer advocacy program manager at Cisco. And I'm especially delighted today because you know, this is part of our customer chat series, and we talk a lot about influence marketing and employee advocacy. Uh, and actually, there's uh, a really wonderful use case of how to leverage influencers through customer advocacy. So a very warm welcome to you, Tom. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, great to be here and uh, yeah, really looking forward to our chat. Great. So uh, just before we kick off, uh, would, would be great to hear a bit of the background about how you got into customer advocacy in the first place. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I've, I've always worked um, in tech and, and I began my career um, in product marketing here at Cisco. And then after working with that team out, out in the region in Emir, I, um, I moved on to a, to a global role with the global advocacy team. So we look after um, global um, advocacy so across all regions um, for customer stories, references, and, and kind of the main part that I've been looking after is around communities and, and, um, and influence as well. Um, and I sort of started out in the, the data analytics um, side of the house, but I've moved into a more of a um, yeah, strategy role um, and, and some of the kind of pilots that we've been doing, especially the one with Analytica around how we can kind of mix the two of, of customer advocacy and influencer marketing into a sort of storytelling kind of yeah, machine, as it were. Yeah, and I, I'd love to dig into that you know, in much more detail because that, that that's truly fascinating. Uh, just... Just to sort of step back for one second, um, why should brands be running customer advocacy programs? I mean, what 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 are the advantages of it, and what are the sort of key benefits that you're seeing through the whole program? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, um, I mean, I think your customer advocates are your sort of secret weapon as as a brand in some ways. Um, they're people who want to position themselves um, with your brand for free. They they want to do that because they've had such a great experience with your brand and and leveraging them um, in a really positive way can can yield some, some great results, um, especially when it comes down to the kind of, um, yeah, either connecting them with influencers, but more importantly, just within a community. We, we started a um, community called The Gateway about six years ago, um, and that's grown now into a kind of larger, um, larger community called Cisco Insider Advocates. Um, and we've got people in there who are, you know, every day they're in there talking to each other, sharing sort of product feedback and they're, yeah, they're a real asset, um, real asset to us. I also think it's a kind of, um, yeah, actual way to practice what you preach in the sense of being customer focused. They, they can kind of leverage that authentic or sort of authenticity as it were, or um, yeah, authentic storytelling essentially. Um, it's a great way to position your brand um, in a way that it's not the brand telling the story, it's your customers or it's essentially third parties who um, kind of bring that credibility in some ways. I um, I kind of think about it like um, if, you, if you need a babysitter, um, if someone gives you a reference that they're a good babysitter, probably that's going to help you make a decision on that. And and that's sort of how we use our customer advocates in some ways. They're uh, they're talking on our behalf and they yeah, really have that authenticity and credibility. Yeah, I think I think that's everyone's dream, isn't it? To create that that army of content creators who are your customers, you know, evangelizing the word of mouth. And it seems that you know I've been very impressed with Cisco's customer advocacy program. Uh, so it seems like you're obviously doing a lot of things, um, you know, right and uh, and very well. I'd, I'd love to kind of unpick the journey a bit about how you got there. I mean, can you talk a bit about how many customer advocates you have and you said you started it six years ago so how did it evolve like what so, so what was the program like in year one 
you know, how did you find the acceleration? You know, what were the kind of challenges along the way? Yeah, that's a great, um, great point. And actually quite timely. We had a um, review today and, and part of that review was uh, thinking about that whole um, journey. I need to say that I wasn't in the team six years ago. I mean, it was um, Christina Maluzzi and, and Valeria Batelli um, in our team who've been leading from the start and, and still here to this day um, and really being pioneers essentially. But I mean, the, the sort of the origins of the program were really community based. How can we bring in people who are very passionate about uh, our technology or um, sort of what we do it from a branding perspective um, and trying to bring them into a community of, of like minded peers um, to connect with each other, share their feedback, really hear, hear them. But it, but it was a small um, pilot at first, just based in one region, um, a pilot um, using Influitive as the technology that we use, um, essentially creating that, that gateway um, community that, that, I, that I spoke about. And from there, it's just been a kind of evolution, different challenges along the way, definitely. Um, trying to expand to other regions, we, we brought in um, an APJC um, community and, uh, and then subsequently an America's community and and trying to bring all those uh, regions together under one sort of roof definitely has its challenges, um, but that, that's been a great evolution. And then also sort of building on top of that, you've got the sort of community side of customer advocacy, but then also the storytelling and reference side. Um, that's a huge, um, a huge piece for, for Cisco. Um, when you read about um, some of our customers' experience um, with us, I think during, during COVID, there were some some great case studies produced and, and there have been lots, you know, one recently with the NFL. Those types of things are, um, they're really impactful because um, you've got someone telling telling the story on your behalf. So I think it's been a long journey. Um, so, some challenges, I suppose, as you grow a kind of um, an organization or, or a program, especially in a company as large as Cisco, that challenge between kind of making sure that you are innovative, but at the same time having processes in place that that kind of work, that's definitely a challenge that we're always um, figuring out. But you know, we, we've got great, um, yeah, great team members everywhere. Very passionate um, advocate marketeers. I think advocate marketeers are very, um, yeah, passionate people in general, and they they love, uh, yeah, putting the customer first. Definitely. Yeah, I, I suppose if you're in a communications role, it's important that you you have the biggest energy uh, when definitely. you're running the programs. Uh, and I guess, I guess, when you've got the customer advocates, they can share case studies. But you also talked about storytelling, and your know, thought leadership, and uh, and and I imagine um, you know, what you talked about just at the beginning, and and what we're working on is is trying to link up customer advocacy and influence marketing, or leveraging influencers as part of your customer advocacy program. So, can you just tell us a bit about how you do that at Cisco? and you know some of your um some of your observations yeah definitely definitely i mean i think sort of connecting our customer advocates with um influencers is probably almost the next evolution of, of where we've we've gone to in, in kind of quite a quick um quick sort of succession it's almost the next like yeah nexus of authenticity in the sense that even when we create a case study i mean cisco's kind of in the room in some sense or um like you know it's posted on our um sort of cisco.com pages or, or our promotion whereas when you really let the conversation shift to a customer and an influencer talking to each other i mean cisco's not in the room in some ways but that means that it even has that sort of authenticity um even more but i suppose the storytelling element is also a kind of um an innovation as well we need to think of new interesting ways to tell stories about customers um not just it's not the sort of um 
you know, previous times when it would have been a, a just a blog or just a kind of white paper of the key results. There are always new and innovative ways, even, you know, Instagram kind of reels, really sort of short um, snippets of ways of telling that story. Uh, and I think kind of influencer marketing within that mix um, has, has been um, hugely beneficial. We, we had a um, an example with um, some security, um, cybersecurity work that we did, and that kind of had a whole sort of ecosystem package to it with sort of blogs, video case studies, like white papers, web pages, and also influencer marketing, where so you hit so many different touch points. Um, and the influencers, yeah, a really big part of that. Yeah, and, uh, and that's really, really cool to hear. And I guess, I guess it gives you less control when the customers are speaking to influencers because they're having those conversations outside of what you say, the Cisco own channel. But you know what what we say is that the kind of um, lack of control increases the trust element. So it's like a controlled trust axis. Um, is that how you view it, or or you know, are there are there challenges when it comes to your know, customers speaking to influencers and and you know, you not be able to uh, you know, really really curate the content, or do you enable them to speak? to each other and then curate the content. So you've got the kind of elements of trust and control in terms of how you how you publish the content and promote it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I think kind of, yeah, brand reputation and, and all those sort of ideas are um, yeah, always a challenge, especially for large brands. But I think the kind of community that we've built now, they're, um, they're really passionate people about Cisco's brand. So we also have that trust in them in the sense that we know that they want to share their story in a positive way and also, I think honestly, them bringing about some challenges that they might have had is also like really useful um, because no one's going into a buying decision. You know, they're all aware that there might be some challenges along the way, or they have some pain points which they need to um, overcome. So I think that actually makes it even more authentic. I think where we've seen um, the most engagement is often where it's like about some challenges that they faced and how they overcame them from a technology standpoint. But yeah, you're right. It's challenging to make sure that. Um, yeah, it's still a really positive um, and sort of credible um, piece of content. But again, I think it's really about selecting the influencers that you work with, people who are also passionate about your technology or or at the very least, people who are passionate about the sort of space um, in general. Um, and then, yeah, leaving the customers to tell their story because um, there's only so much that you really want to um, kind of craft a customer story like their sides to it their kind of perspective is is probably the most important thing um and they they have such interesting stories to tell and um and yeah i think kind of humanizing it as well in the sense that it's not just a business or it's not just some solutions um it's about the person um we our security team did some really cool um case studies recently all about the the kind of hero the cybersecurity hero the sort of uh yeah unsung hero i suppose the people who are behind um closed doors who they do all the amazing work to keep people's um offices running or schools running from a cyber security perspective to so putting the focus back on the the user themselves or yeah the person is um great and we, we can do that when we work with influencers yeah no, I, I think that's re really really cool to hear um and yeah i just think that you know it's it, it's really great to see that you let that conversation happen. And I think that the interesting thing about what you said was that some of the challenges are you know, get the most engagement. And actually, everyone thinks that when you create thought leadership and content, it has to be about 
you know, the vision and what works really well, but actually a lot of people have constraints in their role and they love hearing about the challenges and obviously the, as you say, that the authentic conversation between a, a customer and an influencer that don't have any particular objective other than to get to the solution. Uh, and so I can see that working extremely well for you. So clearly the program's going very, very well. Um, how is it viewed by senior management when they listen to your customer advocacy program, influencer marketing, um, do they get it? Um, especially when you start introducing influencers, uh, uh, how have the conversations been with educating senior management? Because it's a big challenge in, in influencer marketing uh, when program managers are speaking to um, senior management. I imagine customer advocacy is probably a bit of an easier sell to senior management. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's probably um, just kind of maturity in some ways, in the sense of there's probably more maturity in our um, customer advocacy programs because they started sort of um, earlier um, and you've had that sort of longer time of um, education. But yeah, it's an ongoing um, challenge. But yeah, you're right. I mean, customer advocacy is definitely more um, more in the marketing mix and like and viewed really positively by, um, by senior leadership. I think it has a... Um, sort of a double um, side to it in the sense of the kind of brand um, more um, intangible side to it when, when we talk about communities and putting that focus on um, the advocate and giving them the best possible experience it has that sort of more emotional um, side to it which I think senior leadership do like in, in many ways that kind of um, yeah it's, it's a great story to tell when you really focus in on, on one person but the flip side to that is when you look at customer stories and especially references, I mean, that's something that you can tie to revenue and pipeline um, really well. You know that where ref where references were used in a deal, it often speeds up the sales cycle or where references were used in a deal, that deal is X percent larger as a result of that. And pretty much there are no deals really where there won't be a reference sort of somewhere involved in the way or they won't have looked for some proof points or a case study. So um showing that impact on um, yeah, ultimately revenue is is really important. And that's kind of the bottom line from from senior leadership. So being able to do that with our customer advocacy programs is, yeah, that, that's a game changer. I think probably the influencer piece is like has a bit of a way to go in, in, in that sense because it is more challenging because it's a kind of content creation side rather than necessarily influencing um, sales in, in that direct way. That said, though, I mean, kind of influencer um, conversations that we've had, that's the type of thing that we can give to sellers and say, look, you can share this with your um, prospect because they may have similar kind of pain points to this um, customer that we worked with, or they've had some really interesting um, yeah, solutions that, that you might be thinking about. Um, but ultimately, I'd say like kind of tying whatever you're doing back to senior management um, goals or KPIs is like the best thing that you can do in the sense that it could be your marketing organization or even larger than that, just the organization as a whole. If what you're doing and the results that you get from that align to their ultimate goals, then you pretty much hit the hit the jackpot. Um, that should be the sort of starting point, I think, or at least the um, yeah one of your big aims. How can I take what I've done and the sort of KPIs there and align them to what I know senior leadership are interested in in driving? Um, and, and generally, you know, in large organizations, that that might be revenue and growth. Um, if you can align what you're doing to those two um, topics, you, you, you're definitely on a, on a good start. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting what you said. I'm actually doing a, um, a LinkedIn Live soon about 
selling the business case into uh, social media. And so right. selling selling business case to, to senior management about social media programs. Uh, and so it's obviously pretty easy if you can show that it's going to affect pipeline conversion and increase revenue um, on that. When it comes to, to inspiring content, I guess it's the ability for you to arm your sales team uh, and to get it in front of prospects so that you can use the same kind of metrics as an extension of your customer advocacy program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that connection with sales, yeah, again, um, just from my experience in large organizations is is really important, um, even in the kind of community um, aspect of, of that, like making sure that the sellers know, you know, that their customer is in the community, their interest is like they, you can have almost more of a one-to-one -one connection when it's in a community because sometimes it's informal. They could be just doing interesting things. Like, I don't know, we might send them just a random um, kind of note to say happy birthday or whatever. But you have that kind of informal relationship, but also probably opens the doors to for them to share um, some, yeah, some really interesting topics. And then you can bring that back to um, to, to sellers. Yeah, that, that kind of tight-knit relationship with the sales team is, I think if you've got that dialed in, um, you, you're doing really well. Yeah, and and in terms of in terms of the actual your tactics of your program and how you link up the customer advocates with with influencers, mm -hmm. um, because you've got basically as part of the the work that we're doing together, you're offering e-learning, aren't you, to to enable them to become more influential actually as an individual, yeah. um, and then there's the ability to have certain masterclasses or influence activation can you just speak a bit about you know how they kind of qualify for the different stages and how you should build build the culture of, of the kind of um benefits from their perspective yeah definitely i think that was the kind of um the sort of the other sides to the the social media um and influencer activations that we've done which is we knew that we had a large base of customers, like as in we have 30,000 people in our in one of our customer communities, which is Cisco Inside Advocates. Um, and they do a lot of um, sharing on social media, resharing our content and, and things like that. Um, and we wanted to kind of up level that in the sense of making sure that, you know, when they are sharing it, that actually they're sharing it to an even more engaged audience that they go from having X number of followers to now they've got these really engaged followers who want to, to um, yeah, want to see their content and kind of taking the cream of the, the cream of the crop of those that group and almost turning them into content creators um, themselves. So we went through a kind of uh, evolution of doing some e-learnings. So essentially taking them through a, um, I think that, yeah, there were 10 modules of some really basic stuff for the, for the more, um, the less advanced people on social media and then some sort of more advanced um, stuff, but it could have been, you know, making sure that your bio has um, the right hashtags in or or you're following the right kind of topics or the right kind of influences um, and sort of, yeah, up-leveling our customer advocates into uh, people who are really um, engaged on social media, especially when you're in a more technical role as well. You've got a lot of people who are um, IT professionals or um, networking managers, those kind of things. And probably social media in the past, at least, hasn't been one of their top priorities. But now we've positioned it in a way where it is a priority for them because also it's a way for them to build their own brand. And we have seen advocates you know, move into a new company or get a more senior role 
as a result of what they've been sharing about Cisco or, or sort of through the community. So I think they can they can see the value there as well. But primarily, it's about us giving them the best possible experience. Um, you know, they they do a huge amount for us in terms of um, advocating for us. So we want to make sure they have a fantastic um, experience. So the more you know, learning and education we can provide them, um, yeah, the better. Yeah, I, I, what I love about that is is that it does have a real community sense. I mean, I know that people talk about community, but you hear community, you know, five times a week. But sometimes people are just talking about it, not really uh, doing that. And you're looking almost you know, uh, so far ahead in terms of helping them develop their brand presence so that when they go to another organization, they're going to be even more influential. And I guess what you're doing, what I think in a really smart way, is you're you're not only getting the references to be able to uh, improve the pipeline conversion, but you're also uh, developing the social media influence now and for many years to come, as as like a, as like an additional uh, you know communication channel to drive engagement, which will drive impact as well you know, on a continuous basis. Definitely, I mean, though the people in the community are really the engine, um, if you like. Um, they're people who you want to nurture. You want to make sure they have a fantastic experience, and you. You don't want to ask too much of them because that's not really what they're there for necessarily. They're there because they're interested in the content that's shared or they're interested in interacting with peers. Um, but the ask isn't isn't that much that we just want them to be there because they want to. And then when it comes down to yeah, speaking um, at an event, for example, or um, joining a reference call, then the guys who are really engaged then you, that, they're the people that you go to and you make that ask. And if they want to, they do it. And, and nine times out of 10, they do because they're really passionate about the, um, yeah, about, about the brand. And what you mentioned in terms of sort of brand building for them, personal brand building, I mean, if you look at the sort of typical maturity models of an advocacy program, one of the final kind of tick boxes of, of a really mature program is that your reward kind of aspect is, yeah, it's uh, intangible rewards as in, it's sort of, um, yeah, a way of building their career progression or their personal brand. It's not uh, giving them uh, an e-gift card or something like that. They're really there because they get a huge amount of value personally, um, not something that's a kind of, yeah, carrot um, carrot approach. Yeah, so something which is less finite. It's just a indefinite, you know, infinite uh, just feeling of, of loyalty. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then when it comes down to working with influencers, I mean, we, we've never had someone say no to want to work with an influencer because that's quite a, I mean, I'm doing it now, I suppose it's quite an interesting, uh, and great experience to, to go on somewhere and like build your personal brand or, or just sort of be in the conversation around a certain topic. Um, and they love to do that. Um, it's great for them personally. It's also great for their company in some ways as well. Um, so it's a sort of win, win, win. Cisco wins, the advocate definitely wins, um, and the influencer gets something out of it as well from working with a new brand or or whatever it might be. Um, so I think, yeah, it's been a really exciting um, project work, yeah, working with you guys on that. Well, great. I mean, it's it, uh, obviously fantastic to be working with you as, as, well on, uh, as well on it. And what some of my observations have been is that when you work with, say, a marketing program manager that has an event or a campaign, they're looking for that for the for those quick wins, you know, within ten to twelve weeks, they're, they're looking to get that engagement. If they're working with uh, influencers, they want the content to perform the highest um, that it ever has done. Um, what you're doing is you're working with community and you're thinking about the individuals in the community first. And actually, that means that you can really make it about them, 
so that you're going to get far more benefit, you know, maybe three to six months down the line, rather than going for that, your know, big win within a couple of weeks. Um, so it feels less programmatic. It feels much more about the community feel, but actually you're going to get so much more return uh, and they're going to see the impact it has on other people. And it's very scalable as well. So I, I love the fact that it is a community based upon relationships and you're providing those intangibles rather than putting up a KPI every time, you know, when you're giving benefit to be able to have that sort of short-term mindset, which a lot of people get trapped within. Definitely, definitely. And honestly, I think that comes from um, leadership. Like I mentioned, um, yeah, Valeria Batelli and, and Christina, um, that's something that they fostered in the sense of really putting the customer first. Um, they are not there to just drive results like for the business. They're there because they're really important to us as customers, first of all, but um, as people as well. Um, and some of those, some of the people who are our biggest, um, yeah, rock stars, we call them, our, our top advocates, they've been there for six years and they pretty much go in and engage with the community on a daily basis. Um, it's literally wow. a daily habit for them, which is like quite amazing, actually. Um, when, when you think about that and, you know, we've, uh, you know, met them in person multiple times at different events and, um, it is building that personal relationship and, you know, they're still choosing Cisco six years later. And I think being in a community has a sort of a big impact on that. Um, again, it's the community side is slightly more intangible in the sense of, you can't say exactly because you're in this community that you do keep buying Cisco, but certainly there's, there's a kind of, um, yeah, there's a correlation there. Um, and the, the community aspect is, yeah, it's so important. That's really the engine for all the things that you need um, to do. And when you do need someone to feature in a case study or a reference, they're, they're the, the people who want to be there. Great. No, it sounds amazing, especially the, the kind of daily commenting uh, from yeah. customer advocates. I think that would be uh, what everyone uh, would like. Uh, I wanted to ask you a bit about, you said that there are 30,000 insider advocates uh, within the Cisco um within your Cisco brand. Um, how many of those do you think have impressive social media presence and are social media active? I think it's a, um, I, I, I don't know, I don't know the exact figure, but I'd say, you know, towards the, it'd be the smaller group that were really the ones who are active on social media. And that was kind of part of our, um, initial work in terms of doing the e-learning is trying to expand um, expand that group, um, especially because if someone's got almost no following on social media, if they're sharing our content, it doesn't necessarily, it's not going to have an effect as much. So you may as well sort of find different ways of them to engage, um, engage in the community. I think, you know, if you're sort of working with marketing professionals, for example, that might be slightly easier. So for example, we work um, also with our partner advocates. I mean, a lot of them are partner marketers um, and they are much more engaged on social media. They have, it, it's a smaller community, but they have a really um, yeah, high rate of engagement on social media. Whereas the kind of IT manager um, and customer persona is, is slightly more difficult, but we've seen some really, um, some people with some really um, amazing um, followings and, and growing, especially the ones who've been involved um, with influencers as a result of that, you know, they've got more followers, They now I can see them sort of commenting on things more, sharing their own content, even yeah, creating their own content, um, which is really exciting. And hopefully that's just, it keeps going from there. Yeah, because I, I suppose the program's been six years uh, running and you know, this can only grow because in 10 years time, we're obviously going to see a significantly higher proportion 
of you know of those people on social media. I know that we're tracking, I think, two thousand uh, customer advocates for you as part of our program. So it's still still a significant proportion. You know, it's not thirty thousand, but you know, uh, but you would be we wouldn't be surprised if that was uh, maybe fifty percent of them were you know significantly on social media in the next say three or four years, three or four or five years um, on that. So I think it's really interesting um, over time to be able to obviously see how those change. You can say that the ones that are engaging with influencers, it's great to see that they've increased their following and engagement. And obviously that will uh, motivate other people to start engaging with influencers. And then you'll see more and more people moving into the different, different buckets of your program, I suppose, or different categories uh, of what you're offering them. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. We have seen that kind of um, evolution of people moving from sort of slightly to no engagement to, yeah, now they are, you do see them engaging much more. Um, and yeah, all it requires is yeah, putting up some e-learning for them. Yeah. In investing in that relationship in the sense of saying, I really want you to um, be able to market yourself in a really positive way or, or have um, some, just some new skills even. Um, it could be yeah, really new, something new for someone. Um, so it takes that investment and then you'll, you'll see the rewards, as you said, yeah, in, in time, but you need to be customer focused. Um, if you're just focused on the conversion side of things in, in the short term, that kind of relationship might burn out quite quickly or you'll over ask for someone and they won't want to do things. Whereas when you invest in the relationship, people, they'll be asking you to, to do stuff. Like, I really want to feature in a case study or I really want to work with an influencer. Um, so yeah, I think, I think we've, we've got that piece, uh, um, right, I think. And, and in terms of the training that the customer advocates need, I mean, clearly, uh, and we talk about it, you know, ourselves and our partner tribal impact as well, talk about the different employee personas and the different influencer personas. So everyone's, everyone's different, right? But have you seen some common areas of, of training for social media that the customer advocates need or are most interested in? Yeah, I think, honestly, I think it's about like who to um, follow um, in the sense of finding really interesting um, people to follow. Because from there, you'll then like come across content and that might encourage them to engage because they're interested in that um, in that content. But that's really the first bit sort of, you know, go and follow three to five people who you think might be interesting. It could be in in business or in technology or, or sustainability or whatever it might be. Um, but following those people first and then seeing that um, that content, I think there are a lot of people who aren't there yet in terms of creating their own um, content. That's quite a um, yeah a skill in some ways, or it does require some investment from your side. So we're really trying to build a kind of a large mass of people who are interested in in commenting, liking, sharing, maybe even posting their own stuff as well. Um, they're not quite those content creators yet, but they're definitely um, engaged on on social media. Great. No, I think that's really interesting. It does does align to what we're seeing that, yeah, some people haven't sorted out their profile, but most people, you know, have now got, you know, pretty much a decent profile, maybe with some optimizations, but then they might not feel comfortable with posting content, you know, straight off the bat. So commenting, liking, sharing, but knowing what content to actually comment on. So it's a good use of time is, is a very good place to start. So, um, yeah, so I can, I, I can imagine that that's... Um, that that would benefit a lot of people and there's just so much content out there right and the and the social networks sometimes control your feeds you know, uh, right. according to who you're you're following so i think being able to dive into a topic and knowing who the three to five people or 10 to 15 people are um and focusing on them uh you know, is a is a smart move 
Um, and I, I know we talked a lot about uh, measurement and you've, you've got some really powerful uh, measurement there. You've talked about uh, building up the community. You know, I absolutely love your program. Uh, I wanted to end on, on any advice that you have for someone who would be building a community from the very beginning and then some advice for people who are looking to connect their customer advocacy programs to influencers. Yeah, no, it's a great, um, yeah, two great questions actually. Um, in terms of building a community from the beginning, I'm, uh, I'm conscious of not wanting to, yeah, yeah, steal anyone's thunder. But I mean, it, it looks like the kind of keeping the customer focus first of all is is the main thing. As in, it can't be something where you're trying to extract too much value before investing in in the people. The reason why people want to stay in a community for six years is because you gave them many things that are incredibly um, valuable for them. And um, yeah, embodying that ethos of yeah, customer um, first and, and kind of, yeah, it, that's, that's a, um, that's a value set that you need to sort of continue with. Um, and that, yeah, sort of from the business side in terms of um, yeah, scaling it up and um, back to what I mentioned in terms of tying it to the business goals or the marketing goals, that's going to help you get the kind of investment um that, that you need or, or at least yeah the executive buy-in which is also really important um and in terms of connecting your advocates with influencers i think um making sure that you position it in a way to your to your advocates that um of all the value that they're going to get from it from a yeah, personal branding perspective from a um yeah their own company also just that you really value their opinion on on certain topics so um, hybrid work is a big focus for Cisco at the moment, and we're um, connecting one of our advocates with um, an influencer around um, the hybrid work topic. And we really want to hear um, their thoughts on, on that topic. So knowing that you really value um, their opinion and um, and just th that you hear them, um, you, you sort of yeah, you want to hear their um, thoughts on certain, certain things. But um, I think, yeah, just to close, I mean, it's really also about people, though, um, at least from my perspective, my leadership, the other people that I've worked with, um, they're very passionate um, people and, and you need that to, to one, invest in, and build a community, but also yeah, really care about the customers. So um, yeah, Christina and Valeria, like I mentioned, um, and yeah, and, and Nick and Rashik and Haley, who, who I've worked with for um, a long time, they're very passionate people and, um, and building a community or, or working um, in customer advocacy definitely requires that passion. Yeah, I think you've, you've touched on some really amazing advice for um for anyone listening and what i especially liked about it was that even though you're connecting the customer advocates with the influencers you focused on really wanting to hear the customer opinion because yeah. i guess when a customer is speaking to a social media influencer who is an expert on the topic as well they might seem a bit in awe of uh, of the person's authority or stature or influence on a certain network, but and and so maybe it feels like it's all about the influencer, but actually it's all about the customer mm. and their mm. opinions, and the influencer is supporting that and facilitating that and communicating the story to their networks as well because they get value. Um, so I love that even when you're stretching into a very uh, sophisticated maturity of your program, that the customer voice is still the one that you want to hear. And you're focusing on that because obviously um, your, your your values are coming through very strongly uh, and are intrinsic to the success of the program. So uh, thank you so much for coming to to speak to us about it. It's it's a fascinating 
case study on how you're you know, evolving a customer advocacy program that was already um, uh, doing fantastically well, but is now reaching a different stage in terms of content creation and storytelling. So thank you so much for sharing what Cisco are doing. Yeah, my pleasure. And yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been great talking to you and uh, yeah, looking forward to continuing the partnership. Pleasure. Uh, and uh, if anyone wants to see any more customer chats for Onesco, please do visit our resources section. We've got uh, plenty of other uh, wonderful brands who are working with influencers and sharing uh, all of their opportunities and uh, many advantages and success stories as well. So um, thanks very much, Tom, again, and uh, look forward to seeing everyone in the next episode. Thanks, Tim.